Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and today we are going to tackle a topic that brings up a lot of questions all the time. And they're great questions, really a series of questions. Things like, are animal products healthy? Am I better off with them or without them? Why do some studies show, or random people blog about, The fact that eating animal products like dairy or meat or fish is associated with higher rates of cancer and heart disease. What's really happening there? Does it matter for us to choose organic animals or does it matter that we choose grass-fed, pasture-raised? Lots of people feel like It's confusing. There's a bazillion different labels. Gosh, buying a carton of eggs has gotten so confusing. You can read like 17 different descriptors on different cartons of eggs, all with different prices. What is the deal? What matters? Is it that important that we pay up for those kinds of things? I know it can be very confusing. So today I want to cut through the noise about animal products and get down to what matters most for fat loss, but also what matters most for health. How important is it to eat organic? Do I need to be worried in general about eating animal proteins or animal fats? What am I missing from these discussions about animal products when we look at the studies that have been put forward on animal products and health in general what is not being taken into account what is missing from those conversations is the protein a problem are people just eating too much protein is it the fat that's a problem too much fat from animal products or the type of fat from animal products the big thing that i think is missing from the studies done on populations that eat more animal products, but also from the general conversations about the concerns with animal products are conversations about quality. The negative research that we see on animal products and different uh, disease conditions, uh, issues that come from eating animal products, what's not controlled for in these studies, what they're not looking at is the quality of the animal products consumed. And that is, in my opinion, a really major oversight. And in today's episode, I want to help you understand why I think that 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 is such a gross oversight in the research. I'm sure you've heard the phrase, you are what you eat. But I don't think that we really understand what that means. Because on the surface level, we can just think, Well, we are what we eat, so if we eat junk, we're going to feel like junk. Our body's going to look like junk. But it's really deeper than that because we have to go back a step. 
We are what we eat, but the food we eat is what it eats. So a cow is what the cow eats. If that cow is eating a diet rich in highly processed grains that are treated with herbicides and pesticides, the cow is made up of grains and herbicides and pesticides. If the cow is regularly treated with antibiotics and injected with growth hormones, then the cow is made up of grains, herbicides, pesticides, hormones, and antibiotics. And then it continues from there. We are what we eat. So we eat the beef from the cow or the milk from the cow or the cheese or the butter or the yogurt from the cow that is made up of grains and herbicides and pesticides and hormones and antibiotics, well, we are what we eat and it is passed through to us. And food, and I know I've said this before, but it's worth saying again, we tend to think of the food we eat as just metabolized and excreted. I mean, yes and no. That process of metabolism isn't just extracting energy from the food that we eat, it is incorporating components of the food we eat into our cells. We are constantly generating new cells, healing and repairing our body. Well, what do we use to generate new cells? What do we use to heal and repair? We use what we eat. And so the grains, the herbicides, the pesticides, the bovine hormones, the antibiotics, they become who we are and what we are. They are literally taken from the food that we eat and incorporated into the fabric of our being. So yeah, we are what we eat, but we are what we eat eats. So the quality of our food matters in a very significant way. With that said, guys, you know me. I am not a purist. This episode is not arguing that you be a purist. We do not have to move from where we are to the golden standard of food. No, I say this all the time. It is a spectrum, a spectrum of all the food we could possibly eat, a a spectrum that goes from highly processed, very non-food-like products, to very high-quality whole foods. There is a spectrum, and we always, regardless of our goals, want to be moving along the spectrum, but we do not have to jump from one end of the spectrum to the other. We do not want to let better be the enemy of good or the best be the enemy of an improvement. Any degree of improvement matters, and our bodies respond to progress. They do not require perfection. So I want to throw that caveat out there. We'll talk more about the spectrum when we talk about implement stra- implementation strategies here in a bit. And I have put together an overview buying guide for you to help you know what to look for as you move along this spectrum. We're going to spend the most of the episode today talking about why this is so important, but if you want a little guide, I've put together a free buying guide for you, just a little, a little um, buzzword sheet when you go to the grocery store, when you're ready to start making improvements in the type of animal products you buy, whether that's yogurt, whether that's meat, whether that's cheese or fish or chicken, these buzzwords will tell you what you want to look for and what you want to avoid. And also, if you're buying conventional, it will remind you how you can minimize the impact of the herbicides, the pesticides, the toxins when you are consuming conventionally raised animal products. So you can download 
that cheat sheet on the show notes page for today's episode over at primalpotential.com. Or if you are in the U.S., you can text the phrase buy meat, one word, B-U-Y-M-E-A-T, buy meat to the number 33444. Or like I said, you can just download it uh, from the show notes page for today's episode over on primalpotential.com. So when we consume conventionally raised animals, animal products, we are consuming the toxins and hormones and antibiotics that they consume. So we need to really understand this. When we are consuming animals that have been treated with hormones and antibiotics, when we are consuming animals that have been fed food rich in toxins, we consume those things. They do not get processed out. Those toxins are stored in the fat of the animals, and then we consume them, and they are stored in our fat. And when our fat is toxic, and for most of us it is because that's where toxins live, they're stored primarily in our fat tissue, when our fat is toxic, it really impairs our ability to burn fat, Plus, beyond that, from a health standpoint, these toxins trigger inflammation and may initiate disease, period. Like, um, there's no there's no gentle way to say that. When we consume animals and animal products that have been treated with these kinds of toxins, hormones, antibiotics, you name it, they are then in us. They are stored primarily in our body fat tissue. They impair our fat burning, trigger inflammation, and initiate disease. Sorry about it. Like, it's just the way it is. And it it is a problem, and it's increasingly becoming a problem, whereas this wasn't so much an issue, say, 100 years ago, but with the growth of factory farms where the factory is a business looking to produce animals as quickly and inexpensively as possible, it is becoming more and more of a problem. And we're going to talk about solutions. It's not like we're just screwed. We're not. There's a lot that we can do, and there's a lot that we can do that's also affordable. So there's really no need to panic because information is just power and opportunity for improvement. Many people As they move along the whole food spectrum, they improve their food choices, they start to eat more real food, or they quote-unquote go paleo, they figure that anything that's from an animal is a whole food and is therefore healthy. And oftentimes, this leads them to overeat proteins and fats from animal products, that can be a problem just because they're eating too much, but it can also create a toxic overload when they are not focused on quality, or even if they're buying conventional, they're not implementing a few simple strategies to reduce their toxic exposure, okay? The fat in conventionally raised animal products is toxic. That's the way it is. When we eat it, we are consuming those toxins and they are stored within us. So let's look first at what we are eating is eating. What we are eating is eating. Like what the animals that we are eating, the animal products that we are eating, let's look at what those animals are eating. When we talk about conventionally raised animals, those are the majority of the animal products we find in traditional grocery stores, they are not roaming around outside eating grass and bugs like they're supposed to. They are fed concentrated grain-based feed products that are cheap, and that are designed to accelerate growth. These are grain-based feed products when these animals are really intended to eat grass. Now, these grains that they are fed 
have a number of problems. First of all, they're grains. This is not the diet that these animals are intended to be fed, but it's used for a few reasons. Number one, it's less expensive. Grains are less expensive than grass, and they accelerate growth, which is what they are after. Bigger animals in less time. It fattens them up quickly, just like when we have a high-grain diet, it fattens us up quickly, too. But there's another thing. Grains are rich in omega-6 fatty acids. Omega-6 fatty acids are pro-inflammatory. They trigger inflammation, okay? They trigger inflammation in the animals, and they trigger inflammation in humans when we consume them. Now, animals that are grass-fed, on the other hand, these animals are not grain-fed. They are grazing and they are eating grass. They are not packed with these pro-inflammatory fats, these omega-6s, because grass is higher in omega-3 fatty acids, which are anti-inflammatory, and lower in the omega-6 pro-inflammatory fats. Now, the other thing to consider is that these grain-rich diets that these conventionally raised animals are fed, they create hormonal imbalances in animals just like they do in us. High levels of the hormone cortisol, high levels of insulin, high levels of estrogen, and we are what we eat. These grains are produced They're raised to feed animals to accelerate growth. These grains, they want to produce them as fast as possible, as inexpensively as possible. So these grains that the animals eat are treated with herbicides and pesticides, toxins. And the animal is what it eats. The animal tissue, especially the animal fat, becomes really rich, loaded down with these herbicides and pesticides and other toxins because these toxins are stored in fat tissue. And then we are what we eat. So we are consuming these animals and animal products that are rich in these herbicides and pesticides because that is what the animal is eating. Let's look at some other challenges with these conventionally raised animals. They are treated with antibiotics and growth hormones. Remember, we are what we eat. These antibiotics do a couple of things. Interestingly enough, these antibiotics accelerate growth, partially because they're preventing any type of illness that would slow growth, but also because when you mess with the microbiome, you accelerate fat storage. So these animals treated with antibiotics grow faster than the ones who are not treated. So more money for the producer. They're used across the board, these antibiotics. They're not exclusively used to treat sick animals. They're preventative. They're given to all of them whether they need them or not, and they disrupt the microbiome of the animal. And then when we consume these animal products, they disrupt our microbiome. And this impacts everything from our immune systems, creating antibiotic resistance, to our fat-burning machinery, to our cognitive health, to our appetite. There is nothing that is not impacted in us when our microbiome is impacted. Just to give you guys a sense of what is going on here, 80% of the antibiotics sold in the United States, 80% are used on livestock and poultry. Only about 20% are used for human medical use, but guys, we're consuming them anyway when we consume these animal products. 
Now, the hormones that these animals are treated with are used to accelerate growth. In episode 140 of the podcast, that's one of my favorite episodes, I told the story, it's a really interesting story, about the Chicken of Tomorrow contest that was launched in the United States after World War II, where American chicken farmers were challenged to grow the biggest fattest chickens as quickly as possible so that chicken farmers could make and sell more chickens. And it really explains why chicken has so much less flavor now and it's so much less healthy. But I mean, this is a business for conventional farmers. They use hormones to get the job done. Growth hormones are very commonly administered and We are what we eat. These animals are full of their own naturally produced hormones plus added hormones to accelerate growth. I mean... I, I joke about this, but I'm, but I'm serious. I get when I say, like, I, I can live the rest of my life without ingesting bovine growth hormone. I'm, I'm all set there. Whatever accelerates the growth of cows and pigs, yeah, I think I'll pass. I think I'm good on that. One of the most common hormones that's used is called recombinant bovine growth hormone. You might see it on labels as RBGH, recombinant bovine growth hormone. It's also sometimes listed as RBST, same thing. And this growth hormone obviously accelerates growth, but it also increases insulin-like growth factor. Insulin-like growth factor. Now, you do not need to understand all of the nitty-gritty details to understand that this hormone, growth hormone, driving insulin-like growth factor is going to drive weight gain because of its stated impact on insulin, the storage hormone, an anabolic hormone that drives fat storage. Insulin-like growth factor has been associated with a number of cancers, and for that reason, using RBGH, recombinant bovine growth hormone, is banned in a lot of places in the world, Japan, Australia, New Zealand, in most European, uh, European countries, but not in the United States, because the industry is so strong and politics is based more on dollar bills than on, you know, what's good for people. And I'm not being a cynic here. It's just, it's just true. That's why when I share with you guys in the what I ate segment, when I say like that I've had Greek yogurt, I usually specify that it is hormone-free, RBGH-free, something like that. You can buy meat from animals that is not treated with growth hormones. And we'll talk about that in a few minutes. That's one of the things we want to look for when we are purchasing animal products. But just to give you guys kind of a sense that this isn't this isn't fear-mongering, this is real. Back in 1999, 1999, almost 20 years ago now, the European Union, they had a scientific committee for veterinary measures relating to public health. That's what it was called. So this group came forth and said that they had really concerns about six of the common growth hormones that were being used in animals raised for food. And I'm going to quote their report here. Again, this is back in 1999. They said that these hormones, quote, deliver endocrine, which is like your hormone system, uh, endocrine developmental immunological, neurobiological, immunotoxic, genotoxic, and carcinogenic effects. 
and then said, even exposure to small levels of residues in meat and meat products carries risk, and no threshold levels can be established for any of the six substances. So back in 1999, they basically said, even in trace amounts, these are bad. These are bad for your hormones. These are bad for development. These are bad for your immune system, for your brain function, for they're they're causing cancer. And after this, in 1999, the European Union banned imports of U.S. beef because of the hormone use in American-raised beef products. Now, the U.S. government challenged the ban successfully, but the, the issue is still there. Just because they challenged the ban does not mean that the issue doesn't exist. And that is why this recombinant bovine growth hormone and growth hormones in general has been banned throughout much of the world, but not in the U.S. Now, in fairness, I want to be really fair here, there are a growing number of independent farmers and ranchers in the United States who will not and refuse to treat their animals with hormones. So it is becoming easier and easier to find these products in grocery stores and online online retailers and certainly at farmer's markets. Now, the other major quality issue that we see with these conventionally raised or factory farmed animals are the industrial chemicals proven to be carcinogens, right, that are stored in the animal fat that are administered either in part of the treatment process or in the feed. One of the most common of these is called dioxin. Dioxins are found in the animal feed, and they are known to be one of the most powerful carcinogens on earth, yet we allow them to be fed to the animals that we eat. The FDA has even said, and and I'm quoting here an FDA report, studies suggest that exposure to dioxin-like compounds may lead to a variety of adverse health effects, including reproductive and developmental problems, cardiovascular disease, increased diabetes, and increased cancer. Because DLCs, these dioxin-like compounds, that's what DLC stands for, dioxin-like compound, tend to accumulate in the fat of food-producing animals, consumption of animal-derived foods, examples, meat, poultry, eggs, fish, and dairy products, is considered to be the major route of human exposure to DLCs, dioxin-like compounds, and yet they are allowed to be in our food supply. Now, it's not just in beef and chicken, Uh, farmed salmon as opposed to wild caught. So sometimes when you go to the grocery store, you'll see fish that says farm raised, and sometimes you'll see fish that says wild caught. Farm raised, see, no bueno. You want wild caught. Farm raised salmon has 16 times the levels of these dioxin-like compounds, these DLCs, than wild salmon. It also, farm-raised salmon, and really farm-raised fish in general, I don't want to pick on salmon, but these stats are about salmon in particular, farm-raised salmon has 16 times more of these dioxin-like compounds than wild-caught, but also more than four times the dioxin-like compounds in beef, and over three times the dioxin-like compounds in other types of seafood. So, 
This is why this is important, guys. These are not little issues. These are big issues. And it's becoming more and more of a problem as these factory farms get bigger. But I do want everybody to understand that the flip side of this is as these toxins, herbicides, pesticides, antibiotics, hormones become more commonly used in factory farming operations, there are more and more small farmers who are saying, we are going to make alternatives available. And there is an increasing consumer demand for these products in grocery stores, and so they are easier than ever to find. But I want to go back now to that spectrum that I talked about, because there are many people who are thinking, I can't afford uh, wild-caught salmon. I can't afford organic meat. And I want to remind you that our food choices are a spectrum. Okay, I've shared with you guys before, when I was at my heaviest, I was having Chick-fil-A every single day for breakfast. I did not go from Chick-fil-A to organic, you know, pasture-raised eggs from pasture-raised chickens. No, I didn't. I made gradual improvements. So I need you to remember that our food choices are a spectrum. Know where you are on the spectrum and be concerned with making progress along that spectrum, not necessarily perfection. Your body responds to progress, not perfection. I didn't add water filters into my world right away. That was the least of my problems when I was drinking six Diet Cokes every single day. I didn't go from eating Chick-fil-A and drinking a bazillion Diet Cokes to organic and wild-caught and filtered water. I didn't. It's okay. I didn't switch to eating organic and grass-fed right away, and I still got healthier. I still improved my hormones. It is a spectrum. It is a journey, and it is okay to move at your own pace. Now, I want to say this. If you are going to buy conventionally raised meat, beef, chicken, fish, whatever, I want you to buy the leaner cuts of meat, not the fattier cuts. I want you to trim the fat, and then when you cook it, I want you to drain the fat and throw it away. I don't want you to eat it, because remember, the toxins are stored in the fat. So if you're gonna buy conventional animal products, go for leaner cuts of meat, trim the fat or drain the fat. If you are going to buy conventional eggs, so, you know, not the eggs from pasture-raised grass-fed chickens or whatever, I want you to eat more of the whites and fewer of the yolks because the toxins are going to be stored in the fat. There's more fat in the yolks. So just like our approach with meat, I want you to minimize the fat and then you still need to get healthy fats, but then get it from vegetable products like coconut, coconut oil, avocado, etc. Okay? Then when you're ready, when you're at that point in the spectrum... Yes, there is real value in organic. There is real value in grass-fed. There is real value in hormone-free, animals not treated with antibiotics. You can find these at farmer's markets. You can buy these products online. Now, some words mean absolutely nothing. Grass-finished means nothing. That is a marketing ploy, meaning that the animal was conventionally raised, but right before we sent him to slaughter, we gave him some grass. Ignore that. Same thing with the word natural. Natural doesn't mean anything. There's no real definition for it, but there are definitions for not treated with antibiotics, for hormone-free, for organic. 
So really pay attention to those words. And again, you can download that starter buyer's guide if you text the word buy meat, B-U-Y-M-E-A-T, one word, no space, to the number 33444. Or you can go over to the show notes page at primalpotential.com for this episode and download it there. Don't forget about really high quality fats from non-animal products. If you are at the point where you're still buying conventionally raised chicken or beef or fish, buy the leaner cuts, trim the fat, but then you do want to make sure you're getting quality fats into your diet. So work in things like coconut or coconut oil, extra virgin olive oil, macadamia nuts, avocados, that sort of stuff. That's very, very important. So I hope you enjoy the the cheat sheet to buying, the words you want to look for, the words that don't mean anything that you want to avoid. And I'll wrap up with what I ate yesterday. It's actually interesting timing. This is pure coincidence. Um, I had bacon and eggs over a spinach salad after my workout in the morning. And then I bought a heritage chicken. And that's one of the words on this cheat sheet buzzword. Heritage chickens are slower grown, so their growth is not artificially accelerated. They're super high quality, hormone-free, no toxins, grass-fed, single origin. Uh, So I got a heritage chicken from a a local provider. And it had... um, The bones were removed, but it was just in one cut. So it was really the full chicken, but it was, I think the cut was called a roulade. I don't really remember. Um, But I laid some spinach and some feta cheese in it, and I rolled it and baked it and had it with some Brussels sprouts, and it was really, really, really good. And then later, even though I keep saying, I know Greek yogurt doesn't agree with me, it just doesn't make me feel amazing, I had it after my chicken because I wanted it, but it was hormone-free, plain. That's the way I always do it. Um, It says RBST-free on there. But anyway, that is the deal. That is what I ate yesterday. I hope you enjoyed this episode and found it uh, helpful. I don't want anybody to panic about like, oh my gosh, it's so hard or it's so expensive. It is a spectrum. Do what you can with where you're at and always seek improvements. Hope you guys have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online 
Schedule package pickups through the dashboard and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.